Welcome back to the Golden Perceptions Podcast. I am Angel. And I'm KB, guys. Welcome back. How are you, friends? Happy New Year! I know. Happy New Year 2023. We made it, y'all. We made it. Yes, guys. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I am doing well tonight. Thank you. How about you? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I made it to the New Year, so that's a blessing in itself. Um... Obviously, this is season two because we're starting and beginning the new year with a new season, new vibes, new content, you know, some good Welcome things. Welcome to season two, guys. Yep. But yep, you yep. doing okay, so, friend? You doing good? I'm actually doing really good, blessed, you know, happy to be here, happy to be in a new year. My year is going to be amazing. Your year is going to be amazing. This podcast year is going to be amazing. All the good yes. things. Yes. Affirm us, affirm us. I like to yes. feel affirmed, you know, like I like all the good vibes, the good words. All I'm saying we got to. So let's get into this topic. So we're going to be speaking about parents bullying, right? Yes. So Which is, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, it's kind of a weird, heavy topic for me. I don't know. I haven't experienced that, but it's kind of weird. You can go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say we're all another state of our daily trauma is seeing how parents are now embarrassing their kids um, on social media. And I'm going to be clear, I have no issue with disciplining a child. I think it's necessary, but there are levels to it. It's a thin mm-hmm. line between outright disciplining and bullying. I agree 100%. Because, yeah, I think, I think what makes it worse, like bullying in itself is already kind of like a weird way of handling your child, but to put it on the internet is just a whole nother level of bullying. Like, like I, okay, so when I really think about parent bullying, and then you really don't hear it referenced very much as parents bullying because a lot of people look at it as discipline or, you know, correcting their child or chastising their child to get them to, you know, walk a correct path. When to me, it is bullying. It's in fact bullying when you take it to a certain extent. Like you said, there are levels mm-hmm. to discipline. For me, when you have to take it to a level of, and and I could be wrong because I think there's a very thin line between the two and you have to be careful to yeah. not cross that line where you want to apply pressure to your child without causing fear. You know what I mean? Like without right. making, bringing them to a point to where they fear you and they fear anyone else who is capable of what you are capable of. You know what I mean? Like Exactly, yeah. It, it's, it's a very thin line. So I can see how it could kind of lean over onto the side of bullying when you're trying to discipline a child. But I think again, like I said, when you're taking it a step forward to put it on the internet, and to show other people, not only are you bullying this, but you're causing this child humiliation. That's a whole. That's yeah. a, a trauma. That's a trauma in itself alone to humiliate mm-hmm. somebody in front of thousands and millions of people. You are literally bringing that person to their knees. Like that's. I don't know. I Let don't know. me just say, um, and of course, we gonna take it there. Imagine 
because who are we? We're God's children, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine God treating us in that type of manner. Every time we did uh, something wrong. Every time we did something wrong. Like it's as a parent, I think it's very me as a parent. Let me speak for self. I allow my children to um definitely tell me how certain things I may do or have have done make them feel like I allow them to speak I'm not gonna say I just allow them to speak freely I ain't gonna say that but I do give them a chance to have a voice and we can talk through things you know to understand it but I also evaluate myself as a parent I've said it a million times I'm very hard on myself as a parent just period I'm hard on myself as a parent because I'm always feeling like am I doing enough am I teaching them the right things do you know am I spoiling them too much am I not giving them enough so they can you know do well and be well and it's I think it's important just to ask ourselves like when disciplining or even correcting your child is the way you're doing it if God was to do that to you would you be pleased Right. And so, obviously no. No, because how how as an adult you won't expose certain things of yourself on social media for the fear of being embarrassed or judged or mm-hmm. you know, anything of that nature, but when your child does something displeasing, you want to embarrass them in a way that leads to other things because now they're being bullied at school. They're being bullied at home. I'm sure that causes trauma for your relationship with your child. Whereas, yeah. you know, they don't, that's a, a breach of trust. Whether we as parents want to believe it or look at it is that you have now broken their trust. You have now embarrassed them. Like, it does not make sense to me for my children to do something that is not right but yet the only way I feel I can get to them is to embarrass them and then put it on social media like it does not make sense now I'm not a parent but I will say that I have witnessed some parents have a very difficult time with their children who they give everything who they sit down and they listen to their kids they try to have an open dialogue with them um they pretty much let them you know freely express themselves not in a way of disrespect but allow them to come to the table with whatever their concerns are when it comes to them as a parent and their parenting styles I do understand and I don't want to negate the fact that some children are just difficult children to raise you, you always have at least one of them who can who just needs more discipline than the others or who you have to get a little bit creative with. Yeah. That I understand, but I think we need to really tie it back to why ultimately you decided to take that route and where does that come from? Because in my mind, and again, I could be wrong. This is just me. Uh, speculating and going off of what I do know and what I have experienced is that most parents who react this way to their children have been bullied as kids yeah or 
or have been in relationships with their spouses, significant others who have been this way to them, like who have humiliated them or brought them to a low and that behavior becomes a norm, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. Like you find that to be normal when somebody does something wrong to you or makes you upset, you treat them a certain way and those behaviors kind of follow you if you're not healing from those things or addressing those things, you know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. now you're inflicting that same trauma onto your children. That's very so, true. Yeah. And like I said, when that behavior itself just becomes this norm, like usually it's a it's some type of and I'll just speak for certain things because recently I seen online and I'm gonna speak to this. Recently I seen online a woman cut her daughter hair off for the mm-hmm. sake of disciplining her or uh, saying that I think I, I don't even know what the the young girl did she looked like she was maybe about 14 or 15 and she had braid extensions in her hair and her mom uh, was upset with her because she said she was talking back or was not acting well in school she was trying to be grown quote unquote is what she said you're trying to be grown so I'm gonna basically treat you like a grown-up like you you're gonna lose things that I guess put her into feeling like she was grown like having her hair done all the time and things like that she literally cut this and when I say cut her hair off she didn't cut him off at the extension she cut it off at the root of her hair yeah I saw that so not only are you humiliating her and she did it on live not only are you humiliating her on the internet to millions of people who can see it you are also going to send her to another level of humiliation by going to school and having to figure out how to now wear this hair or this Mm -hmm. you know what I mean this detriment of of an emotion to school now she has to go to school and worry what are people going to look at me like what are they going to think what are they you're putting a whole nother pressure onto her And most kids who act out in a way and think that they're grown is not just because they think that they're grown. Nine times out of ten, you don't have no structure with them. You're not providing them structure. And that's the only way, to me, a child can. I don't know. But, again, I'm not a parent. You can speak on the parent side. Yeah, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that they don't have structure. It could be the whole, we all been there, but done that. We're teenagers and we think we know it all and now we want to experience things. And you can be on a very tight leash and the moment you get off the leash, it's just like, okay, let me do things. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I did see that same video and I saw how... You know, even people were commenting like she got to be jealous of her daughter to cut her hair like that. And, you know, and of course, we don't know the backstory, but, you know, I won't speak on if, in fact, she was jealous of her daughter or not. But it's like, like you said, not only did you do it on a public platform where she's going to she's guaranteed to be teased just because people saw it, you you like you literally even I believe on the video she was saying all you care about is how you look you know and things of that nature so you chose to take her hair away as if 
to me and I'm just looking at it on another level of things what you taught her in that moment is her beauty lies in her hair unknowingly that's what you taught her because if it's like okay I'm gonna take this away because this is what makes you cute yeah you basically put in her head this is what makes me beautiful and it's I just feel sorry for the kids because I know it is like as a parent to feel like I don't know what else to do like I'm doing everything I know to do and I also know what it's like to be a parent where it's like okay let me take away the things that you like to try to reel you back in and help you understand what path you need to be going on but I could never see myself publicly embarrassing my child I could never see myself not getting or cutting my kids hair now will I stop paying for you to get your hair done because you acting a fool and I'm not that's a luxury and you not about to have that yeah but to publicly embarrass your kid like that like and we're seeing it so much now we're seeing it so much where parents feel like they owe the world an explanation as to how they discipline their kids and they be so loud and so wrong yeah and then like you you kind of turn the eye to you and not necessarily the child that you were looking to humiliate because mm-hmm. now everybody's looking at you and your parents and style and now you have put this on the internet for everybody to have a voice on how you parent in your home which again is that's up to her but at the same time like you said my concern is the child like Mm -hmm. I'm concerned with how this carries out for her especially because you could tell that's like a treatment that she was used to because Mm -hmm. even after she cut off her hair she went as far as saying things like and it was just phrases that you know like somebody who has been abused has heard before saying things like I did this because I love you (laughs) like it on the inside of me it was I wasn't even the child and to hear that was like you did that because you love her and and now you're embedding this in her head and you're you don't understand how much of a mental trauma emotional trauma you are embedding in this child and not only that you're making her think that this is what love looks like you're creating a in her mind a, a template of which somebody who loves her should treat her like so when she grows up and she has friends and she starts to deal with men she's now going to think that unless you abuse me unless you talk down to me unless you physically harm me you don't love me mm-hmm. because just imagine as an adult being in a relationship with another person and every time you do something that they felt was displeasing or uh, you know not what they wanted you to do they did something like cut your hair off yeah you wouldn't or think try it's to take okay something, or or try to take something away from you that they thought that you liked or didn't deserve or publicly humiliate you like yeah whether you're in your right mind at that moment or you come to your right mind you're going to be like this is not okay I think a lot of time and a lot of what's going on is we and I'm not speaking about us specifically but the parents that do this you no longer see your child as a human you just see them as somebody you angry at like where's the love in that 
Like, I, I won't tell somebody how to discipline their kid, but it's a very yeah. thin line between discipline and bullying. Like, you have to be clear on what message are you sending? What message yeah. did you send this child the moment you decided to cut her hair off or the moment you decided to put your son on live and smack him as you talking to him? Like, what message are you sending? Because whatever they did, that don't even matter no more. All they're thinking about is this moment and how you made them feel. And what that message sent. Not even what they possibly could have did to brought you to that place. Yeah. I don't know. We come from, you know, a long line of the way that we were even disciplined as a, as a black people. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, you know, coming from slavery, that maybe that's just, you know, like, whoopings and all of that like I see how that could want to render a certain type of discipline to be like okay now I need to whoop you you know now I need to take you to this a certain I've tried talking to you I've tried this I've tried this I've tried that now I need to spank you right Mm -hmm. but I think when your punishments are as harsh as speaking to your child in a negative tone only applying negative pressure to the child like it's not doing nothing good yeah for the moment they're gonna listen to you and do what you say but in their mind they're cooking up what they're going to do next in retaliation of this because now you've created Mm -hmm. a monster you you're literally creating a person who is in who's being abused and usually when people are abused they act a certain way they act numb when you're speaking to them or when you're chastising them because they're so used to it they don't have a reaction to it Mm -hmm. it's almost Mm -hmm. like I knew this was coming anyway you know but then when you turn around and look at the behavior on the other side there's always something underlying that they're doing which causes them more harm to themselves but they think that they're doing it to you when they're really doing it to themselves hence the reason why a lot of people cut themselves mm-hmm. when they have mental health moments or when they you know want to harm like when they or they can't figure out what's going on with them like I've had I won't even talk about that but I've had family members who have gotten to the point of like cutting their wrists but it was so they could feel something or, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the term that I heard. So they could feel something or, you know, they thought that it would bring them relief from the pressure that they felt in life and from their parents. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, to me, I don't know. Again, I'm not a parent and I'm going to always put that out there. I definitely don't know everything about parenting, but I know everything about being a child. Like I've been a child and who's now an adult and who has dealt with traumatic moments and knows what it feels like to, you know, see a belt and have it, you know, and and be whooped by one and, you know, other things. It's just like, yeah, in a way, like I know it's difficult for parents too. And I'm not, I don't want to overshadow that, the fact that even these days, it's harder to discipline a child than it was back then. You could, my mom could look at me. And I would sit down, oh, she she mean business. I mean sit down. 
she wouldn't have yeah. to lay her hand on me so often, you know, or try to do things to correct me because if she looked at me a certain way, I knew she meant business. But these kids these days, they don't hardly work for them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of do feel bad for the parents, but then I also feel horrible for the child. Mm-hmm. Because maybe you, maybe their parent was a child who went through this level of abuse and only knows this way of chastising their child or bringing their child into, I guess, quote unquote, submission. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be very true because from my own experience, but before I get into that, let me just say, you said, um, you don't know, you know, everything about raising a a child. Hell, parents, we don't know either. Ain't no handbook to this, you know, but what I was going to say is like, there was a situation with one of my kids and it, it wasn't a horrible situation, but it was still something that needed to be stopped in its tracks. And I just remember like instantly being upset and, you know, getting mad and then calling my child's father like, hey, you know, this was was going on when they were at your house and oh let me speak to him and it was gentle parenting that everybody wanted to talk about but I instantly got mad like oh you in trouble this and that and it made me correct myself and it made me sit with myself because it helped me understood I dealt with my child in that moment the way I was dealt with yeah like I instantly went to what I knew because that that's what happened to me and not really taking a moment to understand and try to do it differently but I'm grateful for that moment because it helped me understand like okay I need to I need to go about this differently because it doesn't make sense for me not to when there's another way to try it not saying it always yeah. works but there's another way to try it you know what I'm saying for sure. and I just remember growing up, I was called the B word and I, it, it hurt me to my core. Like I just didn't understand how someone as a parent or a parent figure could call a child or someone that should be their child that, and it lead me to not growing up, you know, how, I don't know if they do it as much now, but the, like calling your friend, the B word was like, B this, be, you know, it was a what they say term of endearment I never played that like I didn't allow my friends to call me that and they respected it thankfully but because it was such a bad I it was it made me feel so horrible to hear it at home that I'm like that's not okay you know what I'm saying like that's not okay you don't that's not something you say to somebody you love even though people were like oh we say that because we cool because we friends I couldn't bring myself to say it to other people because I remember how it made me feel and um so basically I'm just saying all that to say you know sometimes we do carry things we um learned growing up as a child we carried into our adulthood and sometimes into our parenting but it's okay as parents to create your own route as in parenting your kids and raising your kids it's okay like if that very thing that you're doing to your kid was done to you and you knew as a child it didn't make you feel good how do you think it's gonna make your kid feel yeah and that's why I said I know everything about being a child although I don't have children because I know that in certain moments 
when I was going through certain things, I needed a certain thing. I needed a certain response or I was looking for a certain response. So when you see that mirrored through a child, you almost know like they need something else. This may not warrant a whooping. This may not warrant you cutting their hair off. Like Mm -hmm. this behavior may warrant, there could be something else going on with your child to the point where they're being sexually abused because kids who have been abused like they act a certain way like I just Mm -hmm. feel like when you start to see a different pattern with your child or you see something going wrong with them they start going left pay attention like it's not that hard to stop before you want to cause or inflict pain or harm on them like take a moment to stop and look and listen to your child like pay attention mm-hmm. to their emotions you know this is the person that you birth you brought into this world there's no way that you can be around them 24 7 and not you know what I mean have not any type of care and concern yeah or not see something to be concerned about like oh I noticed you now dressing different what's going on I notice mm-hmm. now you don't hold your head up anymore. Your head is low. What's going on? I notice mm-hmm. now you leave 15 minutes later than you usually do when you go to school. I don't know. I would be that type of parent because I'm anal anyway. You 15 minutes later than normal and you've been doing this for the last few days. What's going on? Something going on at school? Like, do I need to know something? Like, you want, you, do you need me to start taking? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, there mm-hmm. are things that if I feel like if we just pay attention to people body language like as human beings we cannot hide things for real if people are just mm-hmm. paying attention or just listening a little bit more to care then you would see something that's going on with somebody yeah and just me as a parent for me I'd like for my children to have um, positive influences outside of me like, cause I know sometimes, like you said, we've been children before and you don't always feel the most comfortable coming to your parents, t- telling them certain things, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's like, if I got positive people in my life and it be, and I know, you know, they would be the best influence for my kid, whether it's just sending them a, Hey, how are you doing today? Text, just creating that dialogue with my child to know there's somebody else that they can go to if they don't automatically feel comfortable coming to me to tell me something. So that's, you know, that's a good idea too. Um, but you just never really know what these kids are going through these days. It's so much pressure you know, all around, and it's it's the pressure to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to have this certain type of persona yeah. on social media, you know, and I, and I get as a parent the whole social media things and the way our children live for it, it seems like it can be frustrating. I yes. get that. And, and so, although I don't agree with it, I can see how a parent is like, okay, I'm embarrassed you. This is what you care about. I'm embarrassed you. I don't agree with it at all. But that's where they live their life. But just understand, like, you're not, that that's there forever. You know, yeah. once you put that type of energy and behavior out there that you display with your child, that's there forever. And then you just, not only do they have the trauma you just inflicted on them, they have to go to school and be around other kids who have seen it and spread it. And now they're being picked on and bullied that way. Or 
you just never know. It could be a predator online that see that very video and prey on your child just from it. You know, like it's yep. social media is just not the way to go. Like it, on it's one not. hand, I'm just like, it's just like on one hand, I'm like, okay, a lot of parents are showing their true nature when they do this type of stuff. And I'm sure some of them are able to be corrected to be like, okay, yeah, that wasn't cool. And some of them just don't care. It's like, it's what I had to do. But I'm, it's been children removed from their home behind stuff their parents did posted that they did to them. So part of me is like, I'm, I would rather uh, see it. And I'm sure somebody tried to get help for them than it just going on in the home. And then they're just in this world with no help and feeling like they don't have nobody. It's just... It's so sad. It's so sad. I just don't understand it. Yeah. And I know you mentioned uh, just a moment ago, soft parenting. Like, that term, um, I, th- I think I've heard it gentle parenting before. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about gentle or soft parenting, right? Like... I don't know what that brings, like what they say you should do with the child. But in definition, I'm looking right now and it says that soft parenting is an approach that focuses on a parent, a a partnership between the parent and their child. And to be honest with you, I think that is what a lot of kids need. Like, we are so, oh my God, like, we are so focused, and I've seen this in so many Black households. We're so focused on the partnership with our spouse. We're so focused on the partnership with our significant other that we don't realize that our children need to be in a partnership with us, too. So Mm -hmm. I could see how whatever this gentle or soft parenting thing is could possibly work, because... If you worked as hard to have a relationship with your child and be as forgiving as you are with your man, you might be okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you might just be, and I'm sorry, I'm digging, I'm digging deep today because I'm very passionate about children. One, um, two, I am a firm believer in listening to a child. Mm-hmm. understanding where a child is coming from learning because there is a reason for everything I'm a big believer in that there mm-hmm. is a reason for everything if this child is acting this way it's a reason something yeah. is going on so I just this whole soft parenting thing I think that if a parent if parents take more a better approach to having a partnership or creating some type of partnership not going to your child how you wouldn't go to your spouse when you want to know something or when you want to you know hear something or have a sense of relief in a conversation with them approaching them in that same way might give you you know some clarity or you might get a different response I don't know again because I'm not a parent but I just know that as a person who was a child that is something that I would have wanted I have we as children we grow up and we see our parents as the hierarchy right Mm -hmm. they're the ones who are raising us they're the ones who pay the bills and they never let us forget that right because they're always bringing it up every time we ask for something 
But not only that, we realize that even in black households, I don't know how it was in all black households, but mom fed dad first. We ate second. Dad would get the biggest portion of food. We ate, you know what I mean? Like there was, mm-hmm. there's always a different level of treatment. And I do not, I believe that, yes, we supposed to take care of our man, right? Like I believe that. But when it comes to your children, why not have that same energy? Yeah. Like why do I have that same energy? I don't know. Yeah. And, and just as you're stating, like, like, you know, your significant other, you know, what will set them off if you say or do certain things you can't tell me you don't know that about your children like there's no way you can't know that about your kids you know so it's like for me I I don't know I just I'm just I don't like to you know come off like I'm judging anybody but right is right and wrong is wrong and this whole public display of discipline which is technically bullying I don't agree with you know there are times why I have to discipline my kids, but you better believe I'm also going to ask them, do you understand why you're receiving this punishment? Do you understand? And if they don't understand it, let's talk about it. Let, let me help you understand where I'm coming from and maybe I can understand where you're coming from. You know, like it's it's not that hard. And again, every kid is not the same. Um, I think I said it before, you have to know your children, you know them and you can't parent each child the same way. And I think that's a lot where we go wrong. Like I have three different kids with three totally different personalities, right? And I learned that what might work for one will not work for the other. And that's okay. So I do try to meet them where they're at. And I'm not gonna lie, it gets frustrating sometimes. It's like, you know better. I didn't have to deal with this one with that one or, you know, but they're people too. They have feelings too. They deserve to be respected too. Although they're children, sure. they deserve respect. You know, Absolutely. like how could you preach give me respect if you're not willing to respect them? Exactly. I don't understand it. And it even goes for me, like my son, he does not like to be posted on social media. I don't post him. It's my page. It's his photo. I don't post them. You know, like right. my daughter be like, Mom, don't post that. I don't, I, I don't post them a lot anyway, but like, you know, I won't post them. Like, that's just a level of respect. Like, okay, I won't do that. That, like, you, yeah. you're not being disrespectful by asking me not to post you on my page. You know, so it, we, as parents, we want respect and we want to teach our kids to give us respect, but we're not respecting them. Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. It really and truly doesn't. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't know. This topic itself has, I didn't think that when we decided that we were going to talk about this topic, I didn't think that I would feel the way that I feel right now. But I'm not going to lie, I'm a little triggered because it's just, it's hurtful. And I don't like to judge another person's parenting style because again I don't have a right to I'm not a parent but like you said Mm -hmm. right is right and wrong is wrong you see things Mm -hmm. happening and you're like oh my god like I know how I feel looking at it let alone being the child is being done to yeah it's just I didn't watch that video I seen a snippet of the mom cutting the hair I I, I can't watch that type of stuff it just it's it's horrible 
yeah, then, it was very it traumatic. It gets shared so many times, and I can't even bring myself to share anything like that because I know people are sharing it for awareness, so I'm not judging anybody, but it's it's horrible. Yeah, it's traumatic. Like, like I said, I'm triggered right now. It's traumatic to think that, to not even see it. To me, it wasn't even about seeing it. It was like, oh my God, what does this baby feel like right now? And you could see a blank stare just come into her eyes once the scissors start cutting. Like, she zoned out and she just had to leave her own body to just allow this experience to happen. But you could also tell, like, it was whatever it was that she was doing to her was planning deep down inside of that child. Like, and I don't know, it hurt me so bad, but... And it also makes me feel like, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but it also makes me feel like, mom, had you not turned on that camera, because now you're putting on for social media, would you have cut her hair? Like, like really, would you have went that far had you not had that camera on and was displaying it for the world to see? I just, in my heart of heart, I feel like, no, I feel like now you, you performing, at the expense of it, your child. And then did you feel like that was last resort? You know what I mean? Like, was that right. like the last the resort? Like, had she been doing something so bad for so... Because she didn't really... I don't know if I've seen the full clip, but from what I've seen, she never... She didn't really display a lot of what she did. She just kept saying she thinks she grown and she don't want to listen. And I'm like, does that warrant this type of... I just feel like certain... Certain things warrant certain pieces of or certain points of discipline there is no reason if she wasn't listening you should be cutting her hair off like that's very far-fetched to me but then I also saw a video a snippet of a video where the daughter after that was on live I don't know if the mom was present too but she had a wig on and the caption was like so you cut her hair and immediately go buy her wig like so what was your point the, yeah, because you know, looked. because you know what she said to her in the clip that I said. She said, "I'm doing this because I loved you." She said, "You know that I can put extensions back into your hair, right? You also know that I can buy you a wig, right? Do you see how the level of trauma? <laughs> yes, trauma, like yes. there has to be something wrong with the mom." For her to do that to her daughter and say those things right after. Which is why I'm saying it seems like she was putting on for social media. Like, I I, I don't even think it, it's so much more deeper than putting on for social media. She has, she has her own deep rooted trauma to say Mm -hmm. something like that to a child, do that and then say something like that. Like, even if social media wasn't around. And you did that, whether social media was there or not. To even get a pair of scissors in your hand and snip, nope, I'm cutting it, I told you. And as you're cutting, you're talking to her and telling her, this is why I'm cutting it. And because you think you grow, you want, do you hear me? You understand? She like, mm-hmm, yes. Like she's, resp- and making her respond and agree to what she's saying in the process. Like the level of trauma and and that is why and I could be really triggered because also recently um, 
there was uh, um, a black entertainer who offed himself in a hotel room and everybody was like oh he was so like you know such a good person like he was always smiling he you don't know what type of deep-rooted trauma this man was dealing with battling every day mm-hmm. most people who are struggling deep down inside they mask it with things that they have available to them to make them feel better which he was a, I think he was a dancer choreographer as well as a DJ and he, up until his last day before he took his life, he was dancing on TikTok with his wife, smiling. Nobody saw it coming, but because I'm sure he had to be, de- for somebody to take their own life, you had to be dealing with some deep-rooted trauma that you just could not shake. You mm-hmm. just did not know how to heal from. You just didn't, all the money in the world, all the fame, the fortune, and all of that does not get rid of those things. Yeah. And the thing is, though, like, it, you know, even in parenting, like you said, you have to pay attention to your kids and try to understand why certain things are happening. And just like, you know, it's a lot of times like I take, you know, mental health very serious, especially in the young community, because it's a lot. I, I understand it and I can't deal with it some days as an adult, so I can understand but the thing is, we so often, and I'm not talking about us specifically, but we so often just dismiss people like, oh, they're okay. Or, yeah. you know, even when they speak it. But a lot of times when you think about it, like people don't fake depression. They fake a smile. Yeah. And when Very they well. voice it, whether when they voice it, whether you win or if they voice it, whether you want to believe it or not, if you feel like they faking, something's still wrong. If a person gonna fake, they depressed. So there's still some healing and help needed there. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We just need to do better about being compassionate, being understanding, meeting people where they are, putting ourselves in other people's shoes. <sighs> yeah. This is just. It's- it's it's tough it's a tough conversation to have and like I said I didn't even realize that even talking about it I would be this triggered but I think with the culmination of things that has been going on um and also I saw this lady she put out a, a Instagram post and she said people say um that check on your friends you know what I mean like check on your friends and I've had my friends check on me you know and when my friends checked on me that's all they did like they knew that there were things going on with me what's the checkup without a follow-through you know what I mean Mm -hmm. without a plan when you realize that your friend is depressed when you realize that your friend is going through or you or suicidal what's the follow-through what's the plan to Mm -hmm. bring them out of that what is you know, and she said, so many times have my friends just left me and didn't follow through. And she was like, right now, today, I'm bitter towards those people because those were people who came to me after an attempt to take my life and and pretended that they wanted to be there, but only wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Basically, like for rumors or to, you know, mm-hmm. to have yeah, something to talk gossip. about. Yeah. yeah. 
And even in that, for me, I, I feel like there are just really horrible people who just want to be able to gossip and, you know, talk the mess. But, and this could just be a defense mechanism that I have for myself, but I kind of just don't expect to be saved, for lack of better words. I kind of just don't yeah. expect to be, you know... I, literally saved I don't I I don't know how else to say it but not exactly that way I kind of just was like it's me it's on me I gotta figure this out you know what I'm saying and a lot of times I just come to the understanding that people can't give you what they don't have and we are dealing with a a bunch of mentally unstable people and I know in some areas and I'm not pointing fingers because I know in some areas I'm not mentally whole yeah I think we all are as a culture we all deal with some type of mental health Issues. Yes. And, and yeah. like I said, we're living in a constant daily state of trauma. Every day is whether it's affecting you directly or not. It's still traumatizing. Just like you spoke about, you know, the entertainer. It's still affecting us where it's like, man, like, like it and it have you down for days. And then you don't even yeah. really know this person in real life. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the constant state of trauma. So I think, like I said, it could be my defense mechanism. I just have the mentality when I'm going through my little moments mentally. It's like you have to get you out of this. Can't nobody save you. And I only my only expectation for people is to do exactly what they're going to do. That's just how I, I cope with it. And it's not good. We yeah. should be there for each other, you know. That's why I just try to treat people. The, literally, it's, it's cliche, but I literally try to treat people the way I want to be treated. Yeah. And when I don't know what to do or when I don't know it, I, I might have said it to you before, friend, like I'm here. If you like, I don't want to make you over, be overbearing, I, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Because in some moments I might not have known what to do. And I'm sure I said it to other friends, but I make my presence known. Like I don't know exactly what it is you're needing or what, but because sometimes that's all you need is somebody to say I'm here yeah I'm here even if it's every day I'm here if you need me I'm here like you know that might be it but then on the same token like for me I think it's also best not to expect that because you only end up more hurt and like you said we're resentment like she did resentment for those people when as I stated some of them might have very well just wanted to gossip or really don't care about you and then others just don't know how to yeah. they ain't got it to give you know it's again it's just a really weird space to be in as a parent and as a child it's a weird space to be in as someone who is obtaining this trauma by you know reasons that this parent decides to do the things that they do And it's just weird that, you know, what the parent went through to come to the conclusion that this is the pain or the discipline that you need. Like, it's just weird all around. Like, I just wish that just we as a people could have, like, a reset. Like, just, I don't know, start over from scratch, not have no pain, not have no worries, not have no concerns, because a lot of who we are and you know what we do is where we come from like Mm -hmm. how we were raised and that makes us the people that we are like it does take work and again I just feel really bad for the child and I also feel bad for the parent because it's like 
I know you may feel like you're running out of options. Yeah, and you may also Mm -hmm. be lost, but that hole that you're in, you're digging a deeper one for your child. Like, doing the same thing that you, that was done to you does not make it right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so much more worse and causing so much more detriment on you because guess what what your reaction was to your parent these kids are different that might not be the reaction that you get from her yeah. it might be and a whole lot worse yeah you're hearing a lot more often than not i.e the situation that happened in milwaukee with the little boy who mm-hmm expired his mother you know yeah. like over something small that, like get your yeah. kids in counseling like do yeah. everything you feel like you can that is healthy to make sure that they're they're seeing another side whether they yeah. reject it or not like you just need to do whatever you can again that's healthy whether it's counseling whether it's I'm sorry sometimes you just have to go through the struggle and you might can't work as many hours as you used to because you need to be there physically for your kids to feel you and be there present like it's things that listen I'm gonna tell you like this for me I'll struggle to the ends of the earth to make sure my kids know that I'm there and I'm present if that's what needed to happen. Like, I feel like if my kid was being grown and let's just say being grown, meaning you're ditching school or you're not coming straight home from school or whatever the case may be, like, babe, I, I, job, y'all gonna function without me because my kid need me and I'm just gonna have to figure out the other side of that corn because I'm just gonna make sure I'm present. That's just me, yeah. but I, you know, I don't, everybody gonna do what they gotta do and what works for them but whatever that is just make sure it's beneficial to the child and not harming them I said before I think I might even made a post a while back like my biggest fear is inflicting trauma on my kids like because you're raising little humans like that are gonna be active in this world and putting whatever you put in them out here in this world and I'm sure I probably unknowingly do stuff to make them like mm, they ain't cool but I, I try to make a conscious um, decision when dealing with my kids about what I do and how I do it I don't have all the answers so I ain't trying to tell nobody what they should or should not do but some stuff just makes sense like it makes sense not to humiliate your kid because why yeah we need to move on because this was <laughs> triggering for me <laughs> It was, it was triggering tough. for you. It was tough. It was tough, guys. Yeah. But we talk about these topics because we would talk about these things on the phone together. And these are topics that we all need to raise awareness to. We need to, you know, have these conversations. We need to talk about ways that things can be done different for, you know, parents who are struggling to you know help their child or for Mm -hmm. children who are struggling with the parent that they feel that they're being bullied by you know um so we appreciate you guys for listening we're gonna move on to the next segment maybe we need to all the way switch some gears okay so we're gonna get into (laughs) what you tell right now like let's just give it a little bit of a different direction 
Um, so, Fran, I got some stuff for you today. You ready? I don't know. The way you said it. I mean. You got some stuff know. for me. Okay, okay. I'm with it. Whatever it is. I'm ready. Okay. So, here's the first one. If you were meeting your significant other's family for the first time, and when you were getting introduced to the family and it came to his brother, when he turned around, you realized you knew him because you had had a summer fling with him a year prior I'm telling to my meeting bae. your current significant other. Would you I'm tell? I'm telling my bae. I'm telling my bae immediately. I don't know. Okay. 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 The, wait, 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 wait. Because let's take this back. We need to we need to really dial this back because right now my current bay would leave me <laughs> because <laughs> wait I was because he is just the type of he's a loyal person right so he's just mm-hmm. the type of person that. Oh, if you had dealings with like his friends or anybody, else, he he doesn't want to be attached to somebody who, I guess, another man could say, yeah, another man could say, oh yeah, you know, like I I was, you know, I dealt with that, you know, mm-hmm. or I know what that's like, for lack of better words. Um, so yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, I would just have to be honest about it because. As much as I would probably hate to lose the person, depending on what their response would be, I would just have to be honest, like, because think about, like, if you with this person and you even close to marriage, like, I'm married to your family. Now, if he would be willing to accept it, then I would feel okay. I would be okay with it. But if he's not willing to accept the fact it's like okay no hard feelings I just gotta move on like yeah maybe I maybe it. your brother won't it no I'm just playing Whoa. <laughs> maybe your brother don't mind <laughs> listen no, I'm just playing but to, no for real I would have to tell too because first of all I just wouldn't want you know I mean whether your brother pulled you to the side in that instance and told you before me I Regardless if you wanted to move forward or not, I just feel like at least there will be a level of respect there moving forward. Yeah. Because I just would have to tell you, like, look, I yeah. the bro. Because year. I'm not going to have your brother looking at me across the dinner table reminiscing on what we had. Like, that's mm-hmm. not. And then I'm sitting next to you, like, trying not to look at your brother so I don't remember what we had and looking at you, like, hold, trying to hold your hand and trying to. Right. Like, that's too much. It's just too much. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. And if we okay. go into a family dinner and he introduces me to his family, that means that he really loves his family and he's mm-hmm. about his family. You know what I mean? Like he cares mm-hmm. about what they think. So yeah, no, I would have to tell for real. Yeah, I'm telling too. All right, here's the last one. If I was having a girls' night at my house and you overheard my childhood best friend speaking bad about me to another guest, would you tell? I feel like we had this one already, but yes, I'm telling. If I heard your, and I'm just going to read, I'm going to come back. If I heard your childhood, if I was at your house and I heard your childhood best friend talking bad about you, Mm -hmm. 
In your own house? In my own house. I'm telling. They gonna point her out, take it. She yeah, said. She point her out. Yeah, point. Like come immediately here, telling or the grab you by the hand. Grab you by the hand, friend. She said this about you in your own house. And then I'm gonna wait on you to put her out. (laughs) Okay, so if it was you, I would definitely tell. But if it was like somebody I had just met, like, or just, you know, not a lot of history with, I don't think I would tell. Not my business. If it's somebody I'm gonna history with. Oh, I thought you was talking about like we friends. No, I said if it was you, I would definitely tell. But if it was somebody, cause you, it stages to friendship. If it was somebody I don't yeah, have a lot of history sure. with, I'm not about to get in between you and your best friends. Whatever's going on, like I don't know I y'all. Okay, I get that. With the with that context being added to it, I get that because now I have to look at it from a lens of. If I don't know you that well, I don't know if y'all have that type of, Mm -hmm. like, if that's the way y'all operate. Like, y'all just Mm -hmm. talk crazy about each other, and y'all are cool, and you know her to be that way. Then, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But if if it was you, I'm definitely on spot. If I'm coming to your house, and you got somebody up in there, yes. No, friend. Tap, tap on your shoulder. Excuse me, friend. (laughs) For her to go, and she, like, you, you got to put her out because I'm, I'm gonna go off on her. And you know how I am about 2. you. 5. I don't play that. You need to get her up out of here because <laughs> yes. it's not gonna be you, nice friend, but I'm not nice. Yeah, that ain't what you said on a different episode, friend. Just because we're not the wrong no, thing. No, 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 because that is not what you said when you was hollering. You she from Chicago. <laughs> okay, am I nice or am I not? Okay, y'all heard it. Let me know because she said it. That's how no, I know she be she be telling falsities because she be that whole nice. story she told that time was a lie. There wasn't nothing false about that, y'all. One thing I'm not gonna do is lie. I might be contradicting, but it won't be a lie. <laughs> well, guys, we would definitely like to know if you all would tell. We are still taking suggestions in season two for would you tells um, or what would you do? Or if you got a scenario you just want us to talk about, you can rem- rem- remain. Oh, God. You can remain. It's the wine. Anonymous or whatever. We can talk about it here. And, um, you know sound off let us know yeah let us know follow us on instagram at golden underscore perceptions on facebook at golden perceptions podcast and we are on multiple platforms this year as we were at the end of last year we are on google uh, was it google podcast apple podcast iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcast, Amazon Anchor Podcast, app, Spotify. That's all. Oh, so we're on five or six. Five, right? Five. Six. Six. Oh, six. I miscounted. Sorry. It's the tequila. It's the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> guys, all right, no. y'all. We love you guys. And we hope to hear from you soon. Hit us up in the DM. We love to hear from you guys. 
Goodbye. I hope you all are having a good new year. Talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Goodbye.